Hey, this is Adam White. I'm the pastor of New Beginning Assembly of God, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today, and our hope and prayer is that this podcast inspires you, builds your faith, and lets you know that God cares and He loves you. Enjoy the message. All right, Revelations 1 and 17. It says, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. (laughs) And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Now we're going to get to the good shouting part here. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. Amen. I just want to read that again. Make sure y'all live this night. Amen. I am he that liveth and was dead, past tense, amen, and behold, I'm alive forevermore evermore amen and have the keys of hell and of death amen i just want to talk to you just like i said just through my heart tonight the living christ amen the living christ aren't you glad that we serve a living savior Amen. He is not dead. He is not in cooped up in some shrine or mausoleum or somewhere where nobody can find him. No, he is alive and he's alive forevermore. Amen. And the best part about it is it's just happy. That makes me happy enough to know he's alive and he's alive forevermore. But oh, wait a minute. He got two things with him. Hallelujah. The keys to death and hell. Hallelujah. That means he's got all power now. Hallelujah. All dominion, all power, everything belongs to him now. Amen. It's all in good order. I want to talk to you about the living Christ, the living Savior. I have heard of this working at the bank for a couple of years uh, as a teller. I have had the unfortunate experience to um, have people come up and want to take money out of uh, their spouse's or loved one's account, and I've had to tell them, you cannot do that. And they said, I don't understand why. Why can't I do that? Because you're not on the account. The person who who held the account is dead. And you're not the beneficiary of that account. So you don't get any of the money. Y'all make sure y'all got some beneficiaries. <laughs> y'all make sure y'all got them. Oh, I'm telling you, I've had them huss and cuss and all kind of stuff. And I felt so bad about it. Oh, there was one time this person, oh, I did a loan for them about this big old RV. It was about an $80,000 loan. And oh, they didn't put insurance or anything like that on that. And went and the person got the RV, went to bed, and died that night. Didn't even get to enjoy it. 
And now she's stuck, this person, with this big old RV and didn't know quite what to do with it. Amen. And I have heard incidences where this has happened. Where for whatever reason, there is something wrong in somebody's computer or something that has told that said, you are dead. And that person isn't dead. But they made some kind of mess up And once someone is pronounced dead, when they go through the steps, it goes everywhere. It means it goes to the Social Security, to the government, to the banks, to the loan officers, to everything that these individuals have died. I remember loan officers would look in the paper and would in the obituary and just see, okay, who's died to see if we can collect on this vehicle or what's going on, who's going to pay or anything like that. But I have heard of that unfortunate situation where people have, they for whatever reason, I don't know why, but they marked them as deceased. And so what they've had to do is prove to themselves that they're alive. <laughs> Amen. It is crazy. I have heard from stories and all of that that, you know, it, it happens in a, in a great blue moon, but it has happened before. And I've heard of it and everything, but that is a, that's a shame. I don't know what happens or how that happens, but it can and it does happen. Amen. But the one terrible thing about it is, can you imagine trying to prove yourself that you're alive? All of the documentation, all of the things that you've got to prove, even though you're standing right there, you've got to prove Somehow, in some way, that you are alive, that the system's wrong, that you're not dead. Well, tonight, I've got good news for you. I know that that happens in, to people, and that's unfortunate. But, oh, one night, my Jesus was on a cross, and they pronounced him dead. And they said he died. He is dead. But he didn't stay dead. (laughs) Oh, he is a living Christ. Amen. Oh, we I can talk and I can preach and have sermons about and continue about doing our together series. I can talk again about our core values and our mission and our vision and all of those good things and wonderful stuff. But if but (laughs) it is all rooted in the fact. That Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. Oh, he is alive. And without that, all of this is just a waste of time. Because <laughs> if he stayed dead, there would be no promise of tomorrow. If he stayed dead, there would be no promise of healing. There would be no probably heaven for us to gain. Oh, no, there would be nothing for us but just misery and sorrow and disappointment. But praise God forevermore, He is alive tonight. Amen? He is a living Savior. If you, uh, I heard of a, um, there was a quote that I read from Corey Ten Boom, and it said, If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. (laughs) Amen. 
Hallelujah. All of this, our Christian walk, our spiritual life, all hinges on the fact that Jesus Christ came from heaven to earth, died, was uh, was resurrected, and went back up to heaven. Hallelujah. It is on that fact that we have hope. Amen. And I don't want to get ahead of myself here. But, oh, Jesus has proven himself alive through his resurrection from the dead. Amen. He's proven himself that he is the living Savior. Amen. And so as I began to look at this, I was looking and did a little bit of research and was considering other ways he's shown himself to be alive. Amen. You know, those, when those situations happen, when people are pronounced dead and they're not really dead, they've got to have some kind of proof. Amen. So let me just give you some proof right here tonight that Jesus is alive today. Amen. First, we've got to understand that he is a living stone. Amen. First Peter 2 and 4 says, To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Amen. This living stone is to rest upon. Hallelujah. Oh, last night or a few nights ago, Everett, uh, sometimes he just gets really clingy. And he sometimes gets clingy to his mom. And then this particular night, he was clingy to me. So we got in the bed and everything, and he wanted to get so close. And so I, my pillow ain't that big, so I kind of scoot over a little bit, let him put his head on the pillow and all that. And so he scooched up a little bit closer to me. Well, I thought, okay, well, that bothered me a little bit just being so close. So I scooted on a little bit. And then he just scoot on back. And then I scooted more and more and he just was scooting me off until I was just about hanging off the bed like this thinking, oh Lord, this is so uncomfortable. Have you ever felt that way? That I mean you're just uncomfortable uh, in a situation where you feel like you're not very stable? I know there's some people, poor Carrie, she used to have those vertigo problems and all of that and that's a very scary situation to just be kind of off balance when your feet are not on a firm ground. We, I had the opportunity Monday to, um, Marcy's sister rented a boat. And so I said, you know what? I didn't know if I wanted to go. And I said, you know what? I do want to go. I just want to escape. <laughs> so that's what I did Monday. We got in the boat and everything. And that boat, when you get out on that bay, it rocks. And I told those kids, I said, y'all got to stay in the boat because if you walk when the boat's rocking like that, you're going to fall because it's not on stable ground. But tonight, church, let's talk about Jesus here and know that he is that living stone for us to rest upon. Stable ground for us to stand on. Amen. He is our sure foundation. In fact, he is the, he is the cornerstone, the Bible says. Oh, it means everything is laid. He was the first 
and everything else was piled around him. But if you take that cornerstone away, it all falls apart. But folks, let me tell you, oh, he is that chief cornerstone where we can find our rest upon. Amen. Oh, it talks about us when you read on past that fourth verse and go into verse 5, it talks about us as being lively stones building up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. And it said to we do that to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Amen. The priest offered sacrifices and in intercession to God on behalf of his people and to communicate with God. Now, now through Jesus Christ, every believer has been made a priest before God. For Christ being our chief cornerstone and a living stone enables us to commune and fellowship with God. Amen. He is that chief foundation. Oh, that we can rest upon. That we can be in stable ground. Folks, even if we're on life's <laughs> rocky St. Joseph Bay, so to speak. Amen. If you feel like your life's just rocking around or you get into a situation where there's some uncertainty and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, no matter what this world goes through, we are secure. We're on stable ground as long as we're connected to Jesus. As long as we're connected to that living stone. Amen. That living stone provides us the rest and the stability that we need to walk through this life. Amen? I'm glad about it tonight. Amen? Oh, I'm telling you, like Corey Tim Poon said, you look at this world, you'll get depressed. <laughs> or you'll get de-stressed, I should say. And you look at your own self, you get depressed. Good Lord, you think of all the things and the problems. Amen. But oh, our hope and our rest is not found in this world. It's not found within us. But it's found in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He holds us tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Not only is he a living stone to rest upon. Folks, he's a living way. Amen. He is the living way. Hebrews 10 and 20 says, By a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh. Hallelujah. His living way enables us to draw near through. Hallelujah. It's a new and living way. When you had to look back at the Old Testament and God given his instructions to the children of Israel and everything else, there was such a rigmarole of, of, of laws and rules and things you couldn't do and you can do and you should do this and you don't do that beforehand and you got to clean this and you got to not do this and don't touch that and all these rules and all these things that these poor people had to even do but we couldn't even have access. They couldn't even have access to them. They had to tell the priest. And then the priest had to go and clean and do and put on this outfit and do all these kind of things and all of that. 
before he could even go in. And then they couldn't even go in. They had to go to the high priest. And then the high priest went in through the veil to the Holy of Holies. Uh, I don't know whether this is scripture or not, but I did hear, and I couldn't find it, but I did hear that they'd have to uh, tie a rope around that high priest. Because if he did something wrong, God would strike him down dead. And if they didn't hear, I believe there was a bell attached. So every time he walked, that bell would move. But all of a sudden, if they heard that bell stop, oh, he dead. <laughs> they had to pull him back and, and do it all over again or find somebody else or something like that. Oh my goodness, such a way to try to live a holy life. Amen? All these rules and regulations. But when Jesus came on the scene, when he died, it said that the veil rent in two of the holy of holies. And when he was resurrected, hallelujah, that new living way came to be for us. Hallelujah, we ain't got to, y'all ain't got to come to me. And then I don't have to go to Brother Scotty, who's our presbyter. And then Brother Scotty don't have to go to Brother Tommy, who's our uh, superintendent. And then he don't have to go to Doug Clay, who's, uh, who's, who's the general supervisor of everything. We ain't got to do all of that. But praise God, there's a new way now. Oh, there's a new way. No longer does the law bound us. Hallelujah. And so we're concerned about things. But now he has presented a living way. He's presented us a way that we can obtain life only through him. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, now we, oh, yeah, now we have boldness to approach him. Hallelujah. Now we have boldness to approach him. Oh, aren't you glad about it? It don't matter. Bless God, you can wake up with no makeup, no hair done, don't even brush your teeth. I mean, stink, all that kind of stuff. But it don't matter. Hallelujah. God, you can still call on that name above every name. And oh, he'll answer us. We ain't got to prepare ourselves or we ain't got to put on something else. We ain't got to do something first before we call them up. But oh, we can call them up right now. Praise God forevermore. Because of that living way, we can draw near to him. Hallelujah. I'm so glad we can draw near to him. Amen, Brother Kenny. I'm glad I can just draw near to him. Oh, when you're on the construction sites and all of that going on. Hallelujah. When you're in the grocery store and all of that. I think it was Sunday. Yeah, I know it was Sunday. <clears throat> Marcy, um, we, we left after church and she had to get something from Piggly Wiggly. And good Lord, there was a bunch of people. She sent me a picture. There was all kind of people in that grocery store. They said something happened or register or something like that. But there was just lines after lines of people waiting and all of that kind of stuff. Aren't you glad, folks, that we ain't got a... We ain't got to wait in no line. We ain't got to get that ticket that I told y'all about at that, uh, at that courthouse to wait in line in the hallway to wait till they call your number. Bless God, he's got your name and your number and your address. He knows exactly where you at better than a GPS, better than satellites that the government has spying on us. <laughs> Amen. Oh, he knows us. Hallelujah. And we can draw close to him. 
That excites me, Sister Cat. The fact that the God of this universe, hallelujah, I can, I can draw close to Him. Oh, I can get up close to Him. And He just gets right close to me too. Praise God forevermore. It is a living way. I like that. It's not just a way. It's a living way. <laughs> Amen forevermore. Hallelujah. Not only is He a living stone, is He a living way, but He's a living priest. Hallelujah. Hebrews 7 and 25 says, Wherefore He is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by Him, seeing He ever liveth to make intercessions for them. Hallelujah. I was just digesting that seventh chapter there of Hebrews. And oh, I love it when it talked about how the priest in the past, oh, they had to, they all died. And I guess in a way it was saying that, you know, sometimes they'd have a good high priest and then sometimes there wouldn't be such a good high priest come along. And oh, when they, when they found one that was good, guess what? He died. Just like everyone throughout all the generations and all that. Hallelujah. When Moses established it all the way down, there were high priests that died. They did the ceremonies and they did everything. But the thing about it is they died. And some of them didn't do right. <laughs> Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Some of them didn't, uh, had two sons, Hophni and Phineas, that, that all didn't do too right. Amen. And, uh, um, oh, what was his name? Uh, oh, Eli. Was it Eli? Yeah, Eli. Lord, have mercy. So he did wrong. He didn't correct his sons that were doing wrong. And he sat... He was a big man and he sat down and then when they told him that, you know, bad things were coming, he just, all right. But when he said the presence, the Ark of the Covenant was gone, he fell back and broke his neck. Amen. Hallelujah. Folks, I'm glad tonight that we've got a living priest. We've got a living priest. Oh, and it says that, you know what that living priest did? He did it one time. <laughs> It said, when you read on past chapter of uh, verse 25 and go down, oh, you'll read where it said that they had to do that stuff over and over. And I'm sure it got bored and I'm sure it got tiresome. I'm sure it got weary of all. But oh, Jesus, when he took up the position as high priest, he only had to do it once. <laughs> and he ain't got to do it again. No more. He is a living priest. Hallelujah. And he represents us. Hallelujah. He makes intercessions for us, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Oh, what's wonderful too about this living priest? Hallelujah. They can't kick him out. They can't try to impeach him. They can't try to dig up dirt around him. They can't do all these things. Bless God. He's the high priest. Amen. With all power in his hands. Got the keys of death and hell sitting up in the right hand of the Father. Oh, and it says He intercedes for us. When I looked that up a little bit, it was saying it's almost like a court case. He is arguing on our behalf. You think about that. Now, who's He arguing with? Who's He arguing with? 
when I read that. It was almost, that's what it said. It was like a lawyer term of representation, of arguing. The devil. Don't y'all believe that? Don't y'all believe that Satan has his imps, lawyers? God could just see it in the courtrooms of heaven. That just one imp, demon, lawyer after another trying to try our cases before Heavenly Father and saying, look at this, look at Nana, look at all the things that she's did. Look at Joan, look at all these things that she, look at Jonathan, all these bad things. And here's Jesus said, Father, they're mine, they're bought. Hallelujah, my seal's upon them. The blood, my blood is upon their life. Next case dismissed. Hallelujah. Oh, he represents us. Hallelujah. It's so wonderful that he's that living priest. Oh, he's not going to retire. You know, some of them chief justices, Brother Kenny, oh, they look so old. (laughs) They look so feeble. They just look bad. And that one Ruth Gaynor Ginsburg, bless God, she looks horrible. I think she's almost died three times or got sick on this and got this cancer and this and that. Bless her heart. She's just been through it all. But yet she's still there, still trying cases and all of that. But aren't you glad Jesus ain't in the retirement business? No, he's not retiring. He's not looking for somebody to replace him. He's not fixing to go off some other other trip or anything like that, take it easy. But, oh, he's that living priest. And he's constantly making intercessions with us. Hallelujah. And lastly, he's the living stone. He's the living way. He's the living priest. And he's the living hope. Jesus is the living hope. 1 Peter 1 and 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Oh, it is a living hope to wait for. Like I said, church, oh, it's awful. I'm telling you, it's awful if I didn't have no hope. Oh, this world, I mean, I'm telling you, I'd be sick to my stomach. I just, oh, I, I'd do everything I could to be protective. I mean, remember I told you I'd get that bubble wrap. I'd get something to protect me, wear a helmet, do something that I wouldn't get no disease or no hurt or nothing like that if there was no hope after this life. But folks, we've got a living hope because it's not goodbye here and it's over with but it's goodbye here and hello heaven hello over yonder hello over there praise God with the angels and the saints and loved ones oh and Jesus will be there hallelujah the father will be there the son will be there and the Holy Ghost will be there hallelujah it's a living hope it's a hope that tells us we can make another trip Oh, how Paul has said, he's been through in the scriptures. He had talked about how he's been through persecution, been through shipwreck, been through disease, through all these other things. But he said it was all worth it. It's all worth it because the prize that's set before me. Hallelujah. I'm paraphrasing here. But oh, Paul said, I know we go through trials and tribulation, but because I've got a living hope, Hallelujah, I'm able to make it another way. Because, oh, I'm, I'm suffering down here. But, oh, after a while, 
Brother Waddell, after a while, it's all going to be done with. Hallelujah, there'll be joy <coughs> unspeakable and full of glory. Praise God forevermore. It's a living hope. Christ gives us a future hope to wait for. Amen. Yeah, we, we, can, we can't just necessarily just wait. We have to be about our Father's business, yes. But all the trials and the heartaches and the disappointments and everything else is worth everything we've got to go through in this life because it's a living hope. It's a hope, folks, that's just going to keep on through the ages. It's the same hope that those 12 disciples had. 11, well, 11 then 12. <laughs> oh, when Jesus died. Oh, they went through persecution, hung, crucified, ate alive, tarred and feathered. Oh, outcasted and everything else. Bold, pulled apart, lit on fire, burned at the stake and everything else. Oh, I'm sure that was horrible experience. But guess what, folks? They had something. They had a living hope that said, you know what, I'm in a lot of pain. Oh, I couldn't imagine. They, they said, I saw in the news today that they got this man, I forget where, on a million dollars on bond. He found this homeless man and he got something and caught him on fire and killed him. Just random act like that. Crazy stuff. Oh, I know that's horrible. That's a terrible thing and stuff to do. But folks, it's so worth it. Those, those people had something. I'm telling you, you couldn't convince me that this was all just, oh, just hogwash, so to speak. For men to give up their lives willingly. For men to not, to, to be chosen, you can deny him and live or, or die if you don't. And for them to willingly say, no, I will not deny him and to die the cruelest ways. Please, God, it's a living hope. Oh, and I know we ain't got half of the troubles that they did. Amen? We ain't got half of the troubles that they have, thankfully, in America. <laughs> but folks, it's, it's just the much more worth living. It's just the worth more to still keep on keeping on. It's still worth the more to come to church. It's still worth more to read our Bibles, to pray, and to have that relationship with, with Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. That's how I know my Savior lives tonight. Amen. He's a he is a living Savior. Praise God. Come on, let's stand and make our circle tonight. Thank you for joining us. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit newbeginningag.com slash gift for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends, you can click the share button to post on any of your social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and God bless you.